Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 430. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. My name is Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane as he fades out the tunes. Oh yeah. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. We've got a lot to talk about today. We have uh, a lot of wrestling talk, a little bit of toy talk, and of course, our, we're wrapping up Worst in the MCU Tournament coming up. Um, probably not a shocker to most. But before we do that, dude, you... uh. You busted out uh, a new show this weekend, man. Let us know how that was. Yeah, I had a show. It went pretty good. Um, <clears throat> it it was about what I expected. I mean, the the thing that ended up happening that I was worried about happening was that I really wasn't able to hear myself, and so <clears throat> it kind of I kind of kept catching myself getting out of tune uh, with the with the song itself, and that was frustrating. But um, it was a small crowd, like again, like I expected because I. I you know, played early in the night, which I was totally fine with because this was, I, I mentioned last week, I feel like I'm starting over on this stuff. So sure. like it, it, it was like initially like my first show, you know what I mean? And so it, I was fine with the small crowd. Um, but the people who were there, they did seem to enjoy it. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it, it went pretty good. And I think the, uh, the more comfortable I get in this new style, the better it'll be. I think it's awesome, man. I think it's really cool to, you know, venture out and try new stuff and, yeah. you know, kind of gauge a crowd and things like that. And I think most people listening are probably excited for when you actually kind of announce some news on when that album is going to drop. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be coming up. I keep, I'm getting closer and closer to wrapping it up. I got one song that's just acting like a real bitch to me, uh, as far as mixing it goes. But for the most part, it's all, it's all coming together really nice. And I figured out a new way to mix. I, I posted on Twitter yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. And it's a, it's called Dolby Atmos. And if you have uh, Apple music, I'm not sure if Spotify shows it, but a lot of uh, mainstream artists use this. And basically what it is, is like a, um, it's a different way to mix the music to where it, it's like almost like a surround sound type feel. Ooh. And so it can, you know, instead of just panning things to the left or to the right, you can pan them to the front, to the back, to the, you know what I mean? It, there's, it's like a 360 way to, to maneuver things. And before I even made any changes and just swapped it over to that mixing format, it was like, I immediately noticed like a huge change in the way it sounded and mm -hmm. it, it just made everything sound so much crisper and I could hear everything better. And so I, I think that's something I'm going to be using from now on because now that I've mixed everything with that, I mean, I, I still got some fine tuning to do, but just mixing everything with that format, it just, it sounds incredible. Like it, it damn near sounds like I'm a professional. Wow. It's wild. So are we, you think the average person will be able to notice a difference when they hear this album as maybe opposed to others? I, uh, others in mine. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, like it, I mean, I would assume so because there is it, it's everything sounds so much more full, and that's a problem that I've always had. So, like, 
spoiler alert, I'm not going to post a date or anything just yet, but like the, uh, the rap album's done and uploaded and ready. Like I'm, I'm done with that. So like even just between that album and this album, oh, wow. you'll be able to hear a huge difference That's in, awesome. in how everything is. So it's, it's going to be really cool. I think once it's done, because it, it legitimately almost sounds like almost, I say almost, but like it almost sounds like I sent it off to somebody to do it for me. Very nice. It's, Sounds pretty damn good. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited I'm, about it. I'm excited to hear it. Um, like I said, we got a lot of wrestling talk, so uh, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, big underscore, man, we got a, a list of a bunch of things to discuss here. I think the top has to be uh, more shit piling on the Vince McMahon train yeah. this week. Um, a lot more people coming forward. I don't know if there were people or just like stories of like more hush money being paid mm-hmm. to individuals um, in which he's had sexual relations with. Yep. None of this is shocking to me. No. At all. Um only thing I guess I'm kind of shocked about is that it never came out until now. Not really. I mean, there, you, you probably heard little snippets of things, but it usually died down quickly, and so you never knew if it was true. Well, and yeah, and you would hear, you know, I, I know a lot of the female talent you've heard in the past talking about how so-and-so slept their way to the top and things like that, but never actually, like, legitimize, legitimizing those claims. I'm seeing, like, I even saw Mickey James, like, tweet out, so that's why my push stopped. Like, yeah. So it's like... This is probably a known thing. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just, like I said, it's not really shocking, but it's, gosh dang, it's disappointing to hear, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've told the story about Vince on the airplane and the guy smoking. I mean, he is the million-dollar man, and everybody's got a prize, so he was probably throwing around money, you know, mm-hmm. like well, crazy. I saw someone tweet something that really shocked me, and it was like the debt that companies were in when they ultimately went under, like mm-hmm. when Jim Crockett sold to Turner – when ECW eventually folded and there was a couple of more that they mentioned. And that number was like between three and 5 million. Usually mm-hmm. it's like Vince McMahon spent three times as much just for sex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw somebody post that like that dude spent more money on, on blowjobs than he did buying EC or WCW. Right. He did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's, but why would you think that he would, do that i don't i mean other than just i guess he felt like he could i yeah i i, I don't think it's a he's horny i think it's a it's a power move power I, move. I, yeah. yeah i think so he just wants to see if he can get them to do it of course he wants to see how far he can take it and mm-hmm. I, I think that's all it is it's, it's a control thing it's a power thing it, it's got nothing to do i mean maybe a sliver of it has to do with you know him being horny but like i mean i think the majority of it is power I remember when like he did like the kiss my ass club on TV. Yeah, which was weird, dude. Isn't that though? Like yeah. it was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, like I, even back then I thought it was weird. Well, yeah. I, did anyone ever think like, man, this is good television? No. I mean, no. What the hell? And you know, guys like William Regal, who I think is the type where he's like, I'll do whatever. Like, I mean, he's told us like, right, I'll do whatever I can to be you know the guy that people remember, mm-hmm. and and he did make it funny, but it was just always like. Almost every instance after that, you're like, what are we watching? Yeah. Yeah, this is just so stupid. And I, I know arguments for that about, like, you know, he always got his comeuppance and things like that on television. But at the same time, like. Yeah, like Rock shoving his head in Rikishi's ass Yeah, and stuff. but, like, why take it there? Like, that's what's weird about it. Like, I feel like there's other things you can do in a pro wrestling setting. That well, are maybe less degrading. It has nothing to do with pro wrestling at this no, point. No, that's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, when you're in that kind of environment, there's plenty of other things that you could have done to, you know, be the heel in that scenario. What always gets me is anytime, and I think this kind of goes back to just wrestling fandom in general, anytime I talk about, like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, it seems like that type of shit's what comes up. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to, like... Justify? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you know, it's <laughs> like... Well, yeah, that's not really what I watch. But, I mean, I did. I did watch it. I mm-hmm. watched it when it happened. And I'm sure a lot of listeners did. I'm sure you did. It's just – but at no, no point where it's ever like, man, this is this is good television. WWE in that period of time and, you know, we, we had like – the way I look at it, we had two shitty – 
products and we had to pick between which one was shittier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we were wrestling fans. Right. And and I mean now, like I, I feel like we have uh one that's just shitty by default because of who they are, and then another company who's got a lot of shitty moments but actually pro- providing good wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like we're still in that scenario of like we're having to pick but like well, it's still trash tv at the end of the day right i mean it's i don't know like i remember when total divas was hitting and that mm-hmm. was i don't even know if that's still a thing but i don't know i remember watching that thinking like this is garbage but yeah. keep still watching it of course it's trash tv but it's yeah. like it's a, a guilty pleasure i guess and i think that's what kind of like what wrestling is like you mentioned before we start recording how you just finished stranger things mm-hmm. and how great you liked and i haven't caught up yet but you know like, man it was so good like yeah Ready for the next season. Like, so excited. So, such a good show. That's where it's weird. If that's available on Netflix, like, what would make you want to tune in to Raw? Right. You know, like, that's, I think that's the overabundantly, like, big problem is that there's so much good out there that it's hard to justify, hey, let's go watch this. You know, like, I remember the Divas. I've mentioned this before. During the Diva search, one of the things they had to seduce Kamala. Yeah. Well, he slapped his belly. And it's like, yep. what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, it's just so bad. Super weird. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrible. It's it's degrading. It's mm-hmm. And I feel like, and I'll say this for both promotions, I feel like nobody in wrestling is doing anything to bring in a new audience. Mm. All they're doing is catering to who's already there. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And so, like, you're not going to, if somebody's watching Stranger Things, they're not going to have any reason to turn tune in to WWE or AEW. Yeah. There's no reason to. But at the same time, like, if you're already a wrestling fan, you're probably going to want to, you'll be like, oh, I can watch Stranger Things tomorrow because it's on Netflix. I'll watch this. Sure. You know what it's I mean? It's that live aspect. Yeah. And I, I mean, to, I have no issue missing any wrestling because I don't have cable. And I, like, I don't. You're not really missing it, you know? Well, exactly. Because Twitter's right there and you can get the highlights on anything, you know? Well, on a three-hour Raw, like, maybe one cool thing happens. Yeah, on a good night, three cool things will happen. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a damn good night for Raw. And you can catch all that on Twitter or TikTok. Yep. yep. Yeah, and so that's, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I actually, my good buddy Daniel Cross messaged me, and he's not a guy that gets on Twitter much or anything like that, but he was like, what do you think about Logan Paul signing? I'm like, well, I was like, I think to them, it's like if we had the opportunity and like say 85 to sign Mr. T full time, mm-hmm. it's a huge like, He's a mainstream celebrity. Yep. And he goes, yeah, but he goes, it's the like the whole celebrity aspect has changed. Like Mike Tyson gets to Monday Night Raw and has a shoving match with Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Every news outlet's picking it up. No one's picking up Logan Paul signing because he's a celebrity almost by default of like YouTube and all that shit. And like, it was a pretty big deal though. Huh? It was a pretty big deal him signing though. I don't think it was as big as people think it think it is. I mean, not to you, but it was a pretty big deal. I don't know. You're, you're not his demographic, brother. Well, I know that, but but <laughs> but not everyone not everyone was Mike Tyson's demographic either. But right? He's a global celebrity. Yeah. Like he was a that was a huge thing. Yeah. It's not going to hit mainstream like like that did. Yeah. But I, I know that that's also changed because now they go more to TikTok and Twitter and all that shit. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my point is I don't think it. What he was saying is he thinks this benefits Logan Paul more than it benefits the celebrity. Or but it benefits the company. Oh, and I was like, well, okay. I kind of do. Get, I kind of do see that because like Mr. T didn't need wrestling. Right. It paid him well, but he was already a star. He yeah. done Rocky three eighteen. Mike Tyson probably did need it because he had had that. He had a lot of baggage already. Plus, he just bit off of Andrew Holyfield's ear, so yeah, it kind of helped give him a little bit of new, you know, new lease on life there. I guess, but yeah, I don't know with Logan Paul. I just. I think it, he's a good heel, and I think he'll. I think he wants to be a wrestler, so I don't think it'll be a bad thing necessarily. And I don't mm-hmm. think he was offensively bad when he wrestled. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it's as big a deal as as it might seem. I mean, I definitely disagree with the fact that he he needs it more than WWE needs it. I mean, that dude doesn't need pro wrestling at all to to make money and then to be a star. No, but I I don't think I don't think he's at the same level as other celebrities that have come in. That being said, this is the same company that brought in Snooki. That's what I was about to say. I mean, they're, they, when was the last time? I mean, and what classifies as a megastar? I mean, you said it yourself, like, it, celebrity has changed. Yeah. I mean, unless you're bringing in, you know, somebody the level of The Rock, who's not The Rock, is already, he's 
involved in pro wrestling, but like somebody that celebrity status, I mean, they don't exist anymore. Sure. And so I, th- I think Logan Paul is about as big as it gets. Eh, you may be right. I don't know. I just, it seems a little like, I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like it helps. I don't think any wrestling fan is like stoked about it. Some are probably like okay with it, but I think it yeah. does. It it hits that different. Like you said, it's not my demographic. It's a totally different demographic. Well, and also too, WWE. When was the last time they catered to the wrestling fan? That's Never. not something they do. Yeah, and uh, their entire basis is trying to get the casual fan over. Yeah, that's that's their whole goal always. I feel like he's going to get himself in trouble in wrestling, though, as far as like his outside persona. Maybe I, dude, I, I've kind of had like my opinion change on that, that guy, not so much Jake, but that guy, um, over the last year or so, I feel like he's grown up quite a bit. Just he's still pretty young when he like 25, something like that. Yeah. But like, he doesn't have the same piece of shit attitude that he did. Like when he first started becoming a big celebrity, he's probably eating some humble pie. A That's bit. what I'm saying. Like he's, it, it seems like life's kind of kicked him in the nuts a few times since, since he kind of came up and yeah. so i mean I, I he's probably still cocky he's probably still got that piece of shit in him you know what i mean but yeah. like I, I think he's done a lot of growing up yeah it, it'll be interesting but uh to kind of go back to the vince mcmahon thing that we kind of were touching on apparently he's still there he's at the taping so it's like yeah. oh he's relinquishing control he's not i yeah. mean i think that's a wwe like you know trying to make peace with the situation thing what do you think it's going to take for him to just be done? Do you think it'll ever happen? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you tweeted something about it, and I replied like, "I don't. I think the guy's probably going to be cryogenically frozen. Like, he's there's something off with McMahon, right? I think we can all agree on that. Oh yeah, no, he's batshit crazy now. I mean, it's the dude's out of his mind. But like, I. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's going to be there. I I think if he had his way, he would be there until the day he died. But I don't think he's going to be there till the day he died. I, I think at some point he's going to lose his mind to the point of he he just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that day is probably coming sooner than later. And I think with all these allegations, like, and there's probably more to come. Dude has really. I don't think he's got a choice. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it, it's now he's hurting the company. Like, what were what were your thoughts when the fans were cheering him? Like when he came out? Oh fuck those fans! Yeah, to me, I think it's it's. it's but I mean, like, do you boo a seventy five year old man? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's one of those things. Like, I don't think they're cheering him because, like, hey, we're glad you did what you did. It's I, just kind of like I honestly, it's a, it's an ironic thing. I also think the pop was more for the music than it was for him because yeah. that's such a damn like. That, that was a good song. That song is iconic. You know what I mean? And it's right up there with like Austin or DX or whatever. If I was at a live event and I heard that song, I'd probably be like, oh shit. And then yeah. like realize like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> it's Vince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things like, I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, this is gross that everybody's cheering this man. But at the same time, like, I, what do you what do you do in that scenario? Do you just boo him out of the building? I mean, it's his company. He's you're the right. reason you're there. He'd throw you out. I mean... <laughs> Right. He, I guess he got backstage and I, I read a report. His response was like, fuck him. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll do whatever I want. And I'm just like, well, that's kind of what got you here in the first place. Exactly. But I mean, like the guy's pushing 80. Yeah. Go enjoy your life, man. You make tons of money. Just go be, He's you know, go retire. Probably one of the richest men in America. He doesn't, he doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely, definitely wild. UFC had some uh, some interesting stuff happen this past, I believe it was this past weekend. Uh, I'm sorry if I butcher this. Israel Adesanya, maybe, is his name? Got me. Yeah, he came out uh, with the urn and the Undertaker's music. He did. Um, so I remember when UFC was really hot. Mm-hmm. Right at the time, like 08, 09, you know, Brock Lesnar's era. Yep. Everyone's ordering every pay-per-view. People are experts now. Mm-hmm. They know all about it. They're, you know, it's the hottest thing in pay-per-view television. Yeah. I remember telling people, I was like, this is like the attitude era mm. for mixed martial arts and it'll die down. And it did considerably. Yeah. Do you think they do stuff like this to try to generate buzz? Cause it worked. Oh yeah, for sure. It pulled in and like, you know, Vince and Pat McAfee and Stephanie and triple H were all there in attendance. So it wasn't like 
like, like they knew it was going to happen. Obviously, they loaned that out. Yeah, but I saw a picture of them three, and then right beside it was Tony Khan and Jr. Were they there too, or was that a different event? Different event. Okay. People are trying to make it seem like they were. They weren't. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. I figured that would have been more talk than than what it was. But that, I, was I remember when that. that when that happened, they spelled Tony Khan's name wrong. Oh, did they? Yeah, on the graphic. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I. A lot of UFC purists were not excited about this. Who gives a shit? Right. You know what I mean? It's an int- you're supposed to be entertaining. It's an entrance. Right. And, and if I, it's not entertaining, don't even have music. I hope the dude's next fight, his opponent comes out to the Heartbreak Kids theme music. Right. Like I and I hope he starts jiving his hips and shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's what I that's what I hope. Like give it give give the people a show. Yeah. But I, I also heard that fight was boring as shit. I don't know anything about fights, but I heard that fight was boring as shit. I don't remember seeing any clips of the fight, yeah. but I saw him carrying the urn. Yeah. And to me, it's all that is, is just trying to add some entertainment mm-hmm. to a sport. Yeah. It, to me, it's no different than, you know, basketball, baseball, football. They have, they've all had people in that sport that do stuff to try to generate, you know, yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it, like fanfare and stuff. And, and also too, like you're going, you have an entrance, you have entrance music. Like what is the problem with, especially if you are a wrestling fan, what is the problem with like kind of, you know, paying homage to one of your favorites? What is like, what is the problem? What would be the difference between that and somebody coming out wearing a Captain America costume and and having the Avengers theme song playing behind them? You know what I mean? Like there's no difference. I think it's because it's pro wrestling into those purists are like, Oh, that's the fake stuff. Who gives it? Who gives a shit? I mean, that's those Avengers, you know, right. It kind of goes back to everything you hear. People are just dumb. People people like to bitch about dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, UFC is entertainment. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, fight's probably real, but, like, it's fucking entertainment. It's, there's ba- I guarantee there's politics. Of course. And there's all that other shit. And, you know, I don't think Dana White's taking, like, legit ratings. He's, he's going by buy rates and revenue to, mm-hmm. to build his next card. Yeah. So if you're doing that already now, it's a work. Right. And that's what I don't think a lot of the purists, quote unquote, understand. Yeah. It's a work. Everything's a work. Yeah. I mean, tell me something in real in life that's actually real. Nothing. Right. It's, all, it's all a work. But anyway, I thought that was just worth talking about. Kind of kind of a funny thing. Yeah, it was. I thought it was cool, though, like him doing the entrance. Because, I mean, that is something you don't really see in UFC too much. No, but I think it's it's good because UFC has borrowed a lot. Like, But at the same mm-hmm. time, like. He's basically made it known, like, yeah, I want to make the jump to WWE. Oh, that UFC fighter? Yes. Okay, cool. And I and I think it that's smart business on WWE's part mm-hmm. to loan that shit out. So they're going out scouting is what they're doing. Well, I mean, I think they're just putting out feelers. Yeah. This we never talked. I don't even know what this dude's name is. Right. Like we've never talked about yeah, this guy. I, I had never heard, but apparently he's like the champion right now. Never One heard of, of that guy in my life. Right. But now it's like he's getting mainstream attention. So why wouldn't WWE swipe him up when he's ready to Wind down his fight career. Right. Hugely smart. Yeah, absolutely. Edge uh, had a little uh, vignette air, as everyone kind of thought it was Bray Wyatt initially. Did you yeah. think that? I didn't even see it. I just, yeah. the first tweet I saw was like, it's not Bray Wyatt, it's Edge. And then I saw the video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw a bunch of people say, oh, the Fiend, the Fiend. And I was like, oh, shit. And yeah. so I got excited and then watched it. I was like, no, it's, I mean, it's clearly Edge. And what I didn't notice it the first time around, like the Dudley's glasses, but I saw. The gold medal. Yep. I saw someone tweet out the Latino heat thing. Mm-hmm. The Hardys. Hardys wristbands yeah. and, and candles, which I guess was kind of like an homage brood. to the brood. What do you think about that, though? I think it's cool. I mean, you know, cool to give him a vignette. You know, I think the I, I think the concept of it is pretty cool. I, I like the fact that, you know, uh, they're going to bring him back in a special way and he's not just going to come back out of nowhere and attack Finn Balor. You know, I think it's I think it's cool. Is the Judgment Day group like one of the worst flops since like uh, that group that Mustafa Ali led? Uh, I think I think Creative just ruined it. They can't get anything right these days. I, I mean, they just wanted another Wyatt family, yeah. and Edge didn't want to do that, you know, because it's not everything has to be supernatural. You just yeah. because it's on the dark side, you know. Right. So I I don't know. I I think Creative just ruined it cuz I thought what Edge was doing was great. Yeah, it's I, I thought his character work in that group was fantastic. Um I thought adding um 
uh, Rhea Ripley and and the big dude. What's his name? Damian Priest. Damian. I thought adding those two to that group were fantastic. Gave them a really solid rub. Yeah, and so um, and you don't see too many women um, that aren't valets as a part of a stable. I thought that right, was kind of cool. Right, and so I I think, but and unless I'm mistaken, because I don't watch week to week, I don't know if anything that's happened with that group since Finn Balor took it over. Yeah, I, I mean, either. so I don't I don't know. I I was hoping. I want a Finn Balor faction, but like I was kind of hoping it would have been Finn, AJ, and uh, Liv. Sure. Starting a faction, you know, and but is what it is, you know. Yeah. Just kind of, kind of interesting, you know, yeah. how like things like come up and it's like, oh, Edge has a new group and that's like already done and they're already yeah. doing stuff for his return. It's like, well, that sucks. I think, I honest to God, I think they just need to condense the creative team. On the main roster, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know how many writers they got back there, but clearly they got too many. Yeah, yeah, too many for sure. So this has been a controversial topic: wrestling entertainment series. It was going to be this company ran by the authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. They were going to do a pay per view on Fight. It was going to take place in the UK. Had a lot of former WWE stars booked. Yeah. Initially, the main event was going to be Braun Strowman or whatever the hell he goes by now, or Titan or something. Strong Broman, I think. <laughs> Against Alistair Overeem of UFC fame, who ac- he actually fought Brock Lesnar at one point. So Nice. So that was like kind of like their big money main event, which was like, okay, that's interesting. They had, I mean, so many ex-WWE talents booked. Seemed like a big deal. Yeah. Then out of nowhere, they changed the date. And mm-hmm. so a lot of talent now, you know, who are, you know, hitting the indies pretty hard, are like, we're booked that day. We can't do it. Right. So now we've gotten... We basically lost a payday, more or less. Yeah. And probably a sizable one, I would imagine. Yep. And so a lot of talents are not real happy about that. Then they cancel the show entirely. And now a lot of talents are super pissed. And, I, you know, I've seen, like, uh, Aiden English and Chelsea Green and others kind of. I haven't saw uh, Nia Jax talking shit about it. Nia Jax apparently was never even booked. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know why, my, <laughs> why yeah. I'm on this poster. I'm not on this show. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell happened there. But even did you mention Aiden English? Because I saw yeah. him say something, too. Yeah. Apparently he was like he said he took it like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. But wasn't really like, well, I have this guaranteed booking. But OK, I'll, these are former colleagues. I trust them. And then they screwed him. Yeah, more or less. And, you know, at the same time, when you're starting costing people income, you're going to piss them off. Of course. Um. I don't know. Disappointing, I guess. I don't know what the hell happened or just if they just didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I assume that that's probably the most likely thing. Yeah. I mean, I that's probably the first show they've ever booked. And so they or tried to book. Yeah. Right. They were and you're probably, already booking guys overseas. That's got to be complicated. Yeah. They were probably not really sure what they were doing. Probably in over their head, honestly. Um, but, you know, I think it's one of those things they should have to save face a little bit they should have just put the blame completely on them instead of saying like talent didn't want to show or couldn't show. So we have to cancel, you know, because then you're putting the blame on them. Like it's their fault that the show isn't happening. Yeah. Which that was not a smart move. No. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, we will. I, I imagine that that's probably the last we hear of wrestling entertainment series, which I'm fine with that. Cause that's a terrible name. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Wardlow, I saw do an interview, which he's the new TNT champion. Not really a shocker. I feel like Wardlow's on his way to being a he's, huge star. He's on his Goldberg run for sure. Oh yeah. How long do you think before people start to hate him? Uh, I, I give it probably like three months into his world title run. There you go. Yeah. It always happens. I don't know why. That's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there needs to be something to, to hold him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people do it to still to, Anybody who wins a championship in WWE now. Oh, yeah. That always happens. Um, but I guess he was on a podcast recently and made the statement, MJF really is a piece of shit. Yeah. Totally seems in character to me. What do you think? Oh, yeah. It's totally in character. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've videos have surfaced since he's been off TV of him, like, just being himself. And it's like, dude's a normal, cool-ass dude. You know? That's the biggest... That's the smartest thing about his character, though, is that people... Like they know it's a show, mm-hmm. but they really think he's an asshole. Well, and yeah, and because he he rarely breaks character, rarely. I mean, like I, the only other time I've seen him somewhat break character was in that carpool karaoke show that mm-hmm. he did with uh, Ruby and uh, was it who was it Hobbs? Hobbs, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the only other time I've seen him somewhat break character, and even then, he was still kind of acting like a dick a little bit. But yeah, but I just I, I yeah, I think that's the genius behind his character is that he's just 
dedicated, you know, to a fault. He's dedicated to, sure. that, to that character. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I, I feel like with this, it it's just planting a seed for, uh, you know, to eventually make his return. When do, when do you think he will? Do you think it'll be at the uh, next pay-per-view? Because I, th- I know some people speculated that he was going to come back at Forbidden Door. Yeah. And, and kind of attack somebody in that. Do you think maybe that he holds off till... That would have been awesome if he did. Yeah. I mean, do you think maybe they hold off till... Was it Revolution? That's the next one? What is the All next out. one? All out. I mean, maybe he interferes in the main event or something like that. I think it'd be great if him for him to cost Wardlow the TNT title. Well, that would be great too, yeah. Because honestly, that match was like... I don't know. Like, I mean, 10 power bombs is not an ideal way to do a match, but it was like... It felt like Tony Khan was in a position where he's like, we just got to get the match in the ring. Yep. It wasn't like, I want this to be good. I just want it to be, I don't want to, and even though it's an 11 match card, I want to make sure that what we announced is what's going to happen. Yeah. And so um, that was kind of, and I think that's why it was on first. Yeah. And, and I heard he left immediately. So I would bet right now, because I guess there was a little bit of heat with T, I mean, TBS or Turn or whoever mm-hmm. the network is. And some of the things he said, and I bet right now they're just letting things die down. Sure. And luckily there's, you know, a ton of other shitty people <laughs> in the wrestling business yeah. that allow for, like, that's honestly not something I've thought about in a while. Well, yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon has kind of overshadowed that. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, well, okay, MJF might have said the F-bomb on TV, but at least he didn't, you know, send out millions of dollars in hush money to keep people quiet. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is I, I saw someone post about like someone getting nudes of Vince. And I remember like when that first was reported, yeah, it was like some tanning salon and he was like, send her, I don't know if he sent him to her, just showed him to her or something, but yeah, it's like, why? Like, why, why would you do this? Like, hey, doll, look at my genetic jackhammer. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. So ridiculous. But anyway, definitely, uh, definitely interesting. So, but yeah, MJF coming back to AEW, I feel like that's going to happen. And I feel like they've st- they they kind of worked themselves into a shoot a bit, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be back, and I think he'll probably do something at or around All Out would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, Buff Bagwell, holy shit! Didn't see this one coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think we all got worked a little bit on that one. I knew, I knew. I had a feeling it was either a he was pandering to a crowd. I or, mean, I knew he was pandering, but I didn't realize he wasn't even on there. Yeah. Um. That, yeah, that that was kind of my thought. I was like, it's it's one of two. It's either someone running it for him or he's just pandering. Yeah. And I know like Virgil and Iron Sheik and, and people like that have had people run Twitter for them to try to generate an audience. Which, kind of, and this like post, like, I don't know what to do with myself. Which having somebody run your Twitter account is not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, that's not a big deal at all. I think the problem is when you lead people on to believe that it's really you. Yeah. That's when it's that's people when were it's questioning issue. it immediately. Yeah. You know, like, is this really him? And yeah, he was really trying to leech steer people. Oh no, it's really me. It's really me. And I had a feeling it was, I mean, I knew for sure it wasn't genuine because I remember hearing him on a couple of podcasts several years ago and some of the shit that came out of his mouth. I was like, Oh yeah, this dude's like, yeah, he's a step or two away from the crazy house. You yeah. know, yeah. like he was on the show called why it ended mm-hmm. with, um, Robbie E and this other guy. And the whole premise of the show was to take people who were hugely popular in wrestling mm-hmm. and their career didn't pan out and kind of like why it didn't. Yeah. So it was like Glacier and Muhammad Hassan and guys like that. They had Buff Bagwell on. And one of the last questions they asked him was what basically like, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. And his answer was computers. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what? Computers. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? Computers. People got computers and destroyed the wrestling business. <laughs> and his, I guess in his mind, like it gave people a voice in it. So I'm like, I don't think that guy is getting on Twitter now and tweeting everybody and making friends. Like that's just not, you don't, yeah. you don't want 80 like that. So I kind of had a feeling it was either him pandering to a crowd or it wasn't him running it. And I wonder if he was aware of it though. Like, cause I didn't watch any of the videos. I just heard like, I, I some things happen and merchandise didn't get delivered and so on. Yeah, so like I, as far as that goes, I guess the guy who was running his Twitter account handled all the shipping and everything. So like Buff signed all everything and then gave him to this guy and then I think the guy just took the money. Mm. 
Yeah. Big shocker. Right. And so dude still has all the product at his house or some shit like that. And so now Buff's trying to make things right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be difficult. Very difficult. And I don't think Buff's a bad guy. I think he's just, he's just who he is. Well, yeah, I think he's just like a lot of wrestlers in that era, just kind of batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a guy, I remember Ryan Buds told me he met him at an indie show and was like super nice and down to earth. Yeah. So, Again, never met Buff Bagwell. I don't know, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting story. I remember Vince Russo, when he first busted into podcasting, he was doing like, it was before he was doing like the the brand or whatever he calls it now. Mm -hmm. He was doing this thing called Pyro and Ballyhoo, which is a WWE inside term for the opening of a show. Okay. Show opens Pyro and Ballyhoo, which is like the Pyro and like, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And so that's what he named his show. And he would do an interview and like the last half hour, all he would do is promote. You got to go to my website. It's only three ninety five a month. He and did that for a half hour. Oh yeah. Jesus. It's only three ninety five, bro. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee, bro. You know, it was just, oh anyway, I listened God. like twice. I'm like, this sucks anyway. So all these people signed up, not all these people, a few people signed up for his site, whatever. And like, something happened and he got locked out of it. And <laughs> so Jim Cornette had a heyday, like it's stupid motherfucker. You know, and <laughs> this is what that reminded me of. It was just right. this insane, stupid thing that happened. I'm like, Oh my God, people are dumb. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely interesting though. Final topic in wrestling, uh, Jordan grace tweeting about Chris Benoit. What'd you think about that? Did you see that? I didn't see what she said. I just saw a lot of people comment. I have, I have Jordan grace blocked. Yeah. I'm not a fan. She's either. a fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't have her blocked. I probably should, but and then I would miss little gems like this. So let's read exactly what she said, and then uh, kind of go from there because it is a doozy of a tweet. I don't know where this even came from, or like if she was just trying to get. Well, my whole thing was it like Crispin Wall's like murder anniversary or some shit. I don't know. Like is why? It, why did it? Why did it get brought up? Like why was he trending the other day? It might it might be that was it I, I just because of Jordan Grace's dumbass tweet? Probably. I don't I don't know when that happened, but it was in the summer, so it might be. Yeah. I don't know. Was it July? I, I really don't remember. She may have deleted the tweet, actually. That would probably make more sense. Yeah. I don't because I feel like it was Let me see if I can pull it up on like if I just search Jordan Grace Crispin Wall. Well, anyway, I can kind of uh spitball this. But she must have deleted it, but basically what she said was um, and I don't know if people are asking her about Chris Benoit. I don't know, but okay. I mean, this is a weird thing because I know a lot of people kind of come to his defense. Chris Benoit. Yeah. And I, I've never been that type because I'm like, I don't think what he did was good or anything like that. Super horrible. But I think it's pretty obvious to most that the guy wasn't all there. I found her tweet. Okay. She said, this is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. Already know y'all are going to be mad. I don't think Benoit could 100% hang with most of the present best present day best wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of dive into that. I have, I'm not as successful as I wanted to be in wrestling, but never... Did I wrestle someone saying, you know what? That guy can go because he remembered everything. Right. Has, is that what the business is becoming or is that just a, a take from? Cause you you remembered your lines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a dumb take for a couple of reasons. Like one, like you said, that's not like really wrestling. I mean, a big yeah. part of wrestling is being able to go on the fly if you need to. Right. Um, I mean, which that's speaking out of turn because I don't fucking know, but I would assume. Sure. Um, two, who gives a fuck about whether or not he could go with the current day guys? The motherfucker murdered his wife and kid. Right, like fuck him. Right, you know that, that's a weird take, right? Like, right. So you're basically you're wanting to say, and I and I think what happens is people want to be like, oh well, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He did all this, but he was a really good wrestler. Yeah, and that's never. I've never like tried to even watch his matches. I mean, I've seen some of them, but I don't try to like go out of my way. I'm not watching the best of Chris Benoit mm-hmm. because it's hard to set through. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I can't. This is still something all these years later. I can't wrap my head around. Why the hell did this happen? Yeah. You know, did, did he lose his mind? Was it an accident? And then he didn't know what else to do. So he just thought, you know, I don't know. Like there's so yeah. many factors 
you know, was it a an elaborate cover up? Because I've heard those stories too, and mm-hmm. all the things that don't make sense. And that's a sexy story, and I would love for that to be a truth, but I just don't think it is. Right? You know that it was a big cover up, and that somebody else killed him. Right. I don't either, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that dive into conspiracy theories yeah. like that. And um, my my point is, why would you tweet something so far out of left field like that? Right. I you mean, is she and she was quote tweeting. I didn't look at who what she was quote tweeting, but I don't know. It was just, a, that was just a dumb thing to say. And then it sparked controversy. And then somebody posted what, what Paul Heyman had to say about him, um, which Chavo Guerrero wasn't happy about it, about what she said. Yeah. He tweeted something. I can't remember, but he, yeah. And he has me blocked. Um, yeah. but like he, he was also was, if I'm not mistaken, he was also a Benoit sympathizer a little bit, right? Well, I know he, during that dark side of the ring that David Benoit mentioned that Chavo and Jericho were the only two that really kind of helped him out during that time. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a big, whole other controversial thing because I feel horrible for that kid. He should not be punished in the slightest bit. Yeah. And I know it's not his fault he looks like his dad. No. It's just... He can't change who he is. No. But, you know, I think... And he had nothing to do with it. He right. lost so much that day. Right. Um, and because of the, the circumstances involving it, other people don't want to even touch him. Yeah. And, but, just, and, I, and I, don't th- I don't think that's right. No, I don't either. But at the same time, unrelated to that young man, like, Chris Benoit is a piece of shit. And I don't give a fuck how talented he is. Like, fuck his talent. He's a piece of shit. He'll always be a piece of shit in my mind. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. It's... Do you think CTE played a factor? Do you think he lost his mind? Do you think he went nuts? I so and, so and the reason I say that, if that happened, like did he even know what he was doing? Like so CTE I think for sure played a part. Right. But like I mean there's also plenty of people who have CTE who didn't do that shit. Right. You know what I mean? And so like he wasn't the only one in that era doing the crazy shit he was doing. Right. And I don't know anybody else in that era that murdered their family. Right. You know what I mean? I know there was an instance, there was a football player who was friends with Gronk who basically did the same shit, uh, went and killed a few people. And come to find out his brain was like just slopping around in his skull because of CTE. That was, did they do a documentary on him? They did, that's, yeah, that's how I found out about yeah. him. Um, I can't remember what his name was now. Um, I, I, here's the thing about it, and I'm not trying to like be a Benoit apologist or anything because I don't think that it, what he did is absolutely unacceptable on every level. But we don't know enough about brain injuries to understand. Like Again, I my biggest question is why did this, why did this happen? Yeah. Like what prompted him to just – Time to kill. I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. My my whole thing is like I don't think anybody forced him to do the shit he did in the ring. So sure, no yeah. matter no matter what, whether it was CTE or he was just batshit crazy, no matter what, he's at fault because nobody was holding a gun to his head saying do all those fucking diving headbutts, take all those unprotected chair shots. Right, like nobody was doing that. Nobody was making him do that shit. So at the end of the day, no matter what the reason behind it was, it was still his fault. Yeah. And he he can burn in hell forever. And I do know, like, back in the day, the chair shots and stuff, that was such a... I remember The Rock used to catch flack because he always put his hands up. Mm-hmm. But The Rock's still... <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. Still absolutely sane, and he's making millions of dollars. That's, I think, part of the problem, though, is because so many people want to kind of throw that toughness man card at you uh-huh. i don't put my hands up like, it's not something to be proud of yeah. like i always was the type that i always tried to look out for myself of course and, and my opponent too but yeah. I, I i don't know how many times i had guys want me to do stuff too and i was like no yeah oh man it'd be so cool and i'm like we're not doing that yeah it's simply because i'm like i don't want to be the guy that did it to you mm-hmm. because now i'm to blame even though it was your call right and no we're not i mean it's like i'm it's 40 people here no we're not doing that like yeah. that was always kind of me that was my take i wanted to protect myself and protect my opponent that's how i always was brought into wrestling yeah you protect yourself you protect your opponent don't yeah. try your best not to get hurt it's not worth it you know and taking these crazy ass bumps on a big show that's one thing mm-hmm. on the guys doing crazy shit on indie shows it's just like 
what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, why? You're probably not even getting paid. If you are, it's probably 20 bucks. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, there's other ends of that. I mean, Sam Stackhouse doing a dive through a table, Mm -hmm. got him a spot in GCW. So, I mean, it can, it can pan out, but for a lot of people, it doesn't. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, just a wild thing. But why would she put out there that remembering matches is like, the big thing that makes a pro wrestler great. Maybe that's how she does her shit. I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, maybe, maybe she's the type. Cause I know DDP was very similar. Like he had to have everything on his little right. Palm pilot or whatever. Like, yeah, he, he did. He did it that way. Yeah. Macho man did it that way. Yeah, a lot yeah. of, a lot of very, but a lot don't. And that doesn't, right. to me, it doesn't matter how you do it. Like good is good. Right. Well, and I, I think, I think something that to me, I feel like, what makes somebody good is their ability to think on the fly. Mm-hmm. And if something does go wrong, how do you react to that? Do you right. just fumble about like a fish out of water or are you able, right? Or are you able to, to figure it out and or, get on track or someone gets hurt? Right. You know, you have to change shit. Yeah. Time gets cut. Now you have to change shit. Right. I think that to me, I mean, maybe it's all subjective in that sense, but I think that to me makes a better wrestler than, you know, being able to remember your script also, too, I feel like she's more or less making fun of like, oh, you had really bad brain injuries. Yeah, that's why you couldn't remember stuff. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. That's, to me, that's like when you start dissecting what she put out there. That's a really shitty thing to say. This isn't the first time she's been a piece of shit. I know. Like, I mean, I, I do not like that woman. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think she is an idiot. I think she is like in her own, you know. Well, and I've heard things inside the business too from other people before mm-hmm. I really knew her. That's just like, ugh, you yeah. know, just disgusting, yeah, like attitude problems from her. So, yeah, I'm not a fan either. But again, I think, like, I remember anytime Jim Cornette would tweet something, her and Joey Ryan would just jump on board. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you've proved right there, like, who you're associating with. Yeah. I don't know. Just shitty thing. Yep. I don't know. Disgusting stuff, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to dive into something more fun. We got some toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore bane. So this is kind of a a fun thing to uh, to rediscuss. We've talked about this a little bit, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a huge part of me and your childhood, right? Yep. Kids of the nineties. Everybody loved turtles. And of course we love Ninja Turtle action figures. Yeah. Um I've kind of been recollecting some of the vintage ones because I think it's fun and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. I've wondered for a while, like Super Seven's making them and they're like fifty five bucks a piece. NECA's making them, they're like forty to thirty five to forty bucks a piece. Right. They're expensive. My question has always kind of been like, why isn't Playmates dive into diving into this? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like a, a a stupid thing to you like that they're not making more shit yep and here lately they've done a few of these box sets where they're taking the vintage figures and they're kind of repackaging them and uh they did one where it was like the four turtles shredder and splinter and then they did one that was like six villains where it's like you know bebop rocksteady uh baxter stockman crane who else was it? the foot soldier and uh Slash. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then they did one where it was like the four turtles and kind of their sports gear where like one of them's a basketball player, one's a you know football player and so on. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Well, they just announced three new box sets. The first one is four new villains. So it's a new another foot soldier, mutagen man, leatherhead, and uh was it wingnut and screw loose, I think. And then they did, they're doing one of them as heroes, which is an old line where it was a couple of the turtles as superheroes and then Bebop and Rocksteady as superheroes. Okay. Kind of a, you know, one of those lines that we always kind of talk about. Those kind of like one of those weird random things that they would put out. Yeah. And then they're doing one box set of the four turtles, how they appeared in the cartoon. So like the more big eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all these are like forty nine ninety nine for the box set. So what is that, like 12 bucks a figure, something like that? So a lot more reasonable. Oh, yeah. I think this is an awesome thing. Why don't they do this more? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it, though. Yeah. 
I know uh, a while back they re-released the four turtles and those were in Walmart and stuff, which I was like, well, that's cool. But uh, again, I go back to like Super 7 and NECA making all this money on turtles and it's like, yeah, I think people would be all about these Playmates ones if they start pushing them out again. Just Wait. re-release what they've made. Well, yeah, I mean, because with me, like I'm not going to spend $50 on a figure, right. you know what I mean? But I mean, I if I was collecting turtles, I'd probably go out and spend $13 on one. Right, I'd wouldn't bother you as that. much. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think is the whole point is like, you can make fun stuff. And I think there's something special about the vintage style, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The four-inch scale. And, I don't know, they're just fun. And I know uh, my buddy Daniel Cross has been hitting a lot of uh, vintage toy stores trying to find, you know, different turtles and stuff like that. And to me, it's just it's just cool. It's just a, a much more fun thing to collect. And they're not real expensive. You can usually get some of the guys for between 6 and 15 bucks, So it's not really breaking the bank. And current-day figures seem to only be going up in price. So it's like... Yep. Well, this is a nice touch, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think stuff like that's cool. Yeah, I do too. So uh, any uh, any characters you'd like to see kind of re-released in that line? I mean, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head, uh, just because a lot of a lot of the villains outside of um, they had so many goofy ones, man, which uh, I thought was fun. A lot of them were just random. You know what I mean? Like the pizza face. Yeah, and I remember Always that one. I remember the Rat King, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of the villains either. Yeah, but you have mostly just the turtles. Yeah, uh, and I had like a few different sets of the turtles too, like yeah. outside of the. I don't even know if I had the original ones, like just the plain turtles. I, I didn't. I know I, I had the movie versions because that's the only ones I could get. <sighs> yeah, I know I for sure had Donatello as like a western sheriff. Yeah, I had Mikey as a sailor. Yeah, um, and I had it was a Raph as the rapper. I yeah. can't remember Raph and Mike. I think. Yeah, I had one of them as a rap rapper. Um, and then I had the transformer turtles too. Yeah. I remember those. The, I went from the baby to, I think those were the only ones that I had that were the regular turtles, but they were transformers. Yeah. I don't know. I just think stuff like that's a smart idea. And I know the box sets are cool, but I'm like, just remake, like put them on the, the pegs, you know, yeah. I think people would buy them. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't really get why they don't, but I think it's a, it's a good start. Oh Yeah. Well, as we uh, we are wrapping up our worst in the MCU tournament. Oh are yeah, you, are you ready for this? Big I'm ready. So I'm ready. Pull up the bracket here. So we actually had a uh, a three way for the finals because um, we had a semifinal match with a tie. So to kind of move into this, let's see here. So we had the Eternals and then Captain Marvel and Iron Man two tied. Oddly enough, the poll is very different now. So. Iron Man 2 received 11% of the votes. Okay. Which I guess puts it like in third place. Captain Marvel received 23% of the votes. And your runaway hit of the worst MCU movie of all time, The Eternals, 66%. Not really shocking. No, not shocking at all. Um, You still haven't seen that one yet, have you? Have not. Plan to watch it? No. (laughs) Not at all? No, I'm kind of done with the MCU. Um, Honestly, it's kind of just fallen off for me. I think a lot of the characters I'm not really interested in. Yeah. Um, is it because it's all like a lot of the main ones are leaving or well and they just don't have a character that interests me anymore like i mean i don't know there's like black widow i don't give a shit about black widow um no she's dead she's dead yeah okay she died in endgame okay well i mean they but they made that black widow movie it's a prequel though okay so I, i mean i didn't watch it um yeah i mean Shang Chi or whatever. It's a that's a pretty fun, pretty fun story. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I just don't really give a shit. Um, Doctor Strange was okay. That movie was all right, but like again, I don't really care. Um, I, yeah, there's just not really much that interests me with yeah. it with it right now. Yeah, so, I can get that. Um, I know. Uh, I think Thor come, came out this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, Wanda is a cool character, but yeah, I mean, I don't really. It doesn't seem like they're doing much else with her after. The most recent film. Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they got plans for her, but. It's hard to say. I know that with them opening up like Fox and stuff now, mm-hmm. there's a lot more possibilities. And yeah. it seems as though stuff with Sony is going to increase in the future. I don't know. I think it's 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 interesting. Thor was never my favorite, so it's kind of weird yeah. that he got a fourth film. But, yeah. you know. Now, if they come out, I mean, but this isn't MCU, but if there was a new Deadpool movie, I'd watch it, you know. Um, Supposedly, he's supposed to be a part of the MCU. Yeah, but, like, I I don't really, um, I haven't caught up on Spider-Man. Like, I haven't. Third one was fun. Haven't watched that. Uh, I don't even know if I watched the second one or not. 
But I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of it I missed out on, but like after Endgame, it just didn't really. It was such a huge conclusion, right? I feel like I didn't really need to watch anymore. And they haven't really put that next huge villain in place yet yeah. for, for you know, what Thanos was. Yeah. So I think that's probably the the plan mm-hmm. is to try to get that. I think, but like with possibilities of like Fantastic Four and X Men. There's some cool stuff in the pipeline, hopefully. It just takes a while to get to that point. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's pretty much it on that. All right, man. Anything else you want to talk about before we roll out of here? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Of course, we want to give a shout out to some of our podcasting buddies, like uh the fully posable wrestling figure podcast with Jeff and Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I don't know if you listened to the interview with Matt Cardona, it was really good. No, dude, I'm like weeks and weeks and weeks behind on podcast yeah i was too i i went ahead and, and jumped that one because i was like i really want to hear this and I, I was really happy for it i felt like they got a fresh start on everything and good things are good now and i'm i'm happy about that i think that's good for the wrestling figure community for sure so make sure to check them out and uh, check out scott's side project drunk wrestling history absolutely uh doing the favor with eric and barry check them out uh their re- their wrestling podcast or watch along sports stuff always a fun show over there uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Check that one out as well. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Mm-hmm. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Uh, talking all things NASCAR. Check them out. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin, and the twins over there. Yep. I just actually saw some Little Debbie ice cream at Walmart today. It reminded me of uh, Tales from the Estate. I haven't been to Walmart in so long, but I keep hearing people seeing them, like seeing those Little Debbies in there. They're starting to show up more. Yeah. They were kind of like elusive for a while. Yeah. They have a new flavor, like a rainbow one or something. I don't know. I don't okay. know what it was. I would just like to try. I think the main one I want to try is the oatmeal cream pie. Not my favorite. Really? And I love that snack. Yeah. But it just it didn't, I don't know, it didn't totally translate to ice cream for me. Okay. But, it, I mean, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the one I like the most. I think they have a Star Crunch one now too. But I'm, I was never a big Star Crunch guy, dude. So Star Crunches are funny to me because I always loved the taste of those. But if I ate one of them, like a, a full one of them, I, I started feeling sick to my stomach. Mm. Like it was like it was way too much. Like I could yeah. really only actually eat and be able to actually enjoy like a half of one. Yeah, I don't know what it is about those, but they have always just made me sick. The uh, the Nutty Buddy ice cream was great. Nutty Buddies are so damn good. And uh, there was another one. Um, Swiss cake roll was actually really good. Okay. And Cosmic Brownie was surprisingly good. Yeah, Cosmic Brownies. I'm not a big fan of those, though. Yeah, I mean, those are, again, it's a little much, you yeah. know. Um, well, then they're, like, kind of dry as shit, too. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Nutty Buddies, though, that was actually, like, those are good, but that was never my go-to. Because I'm not a huge like, wafer guy. Like, yeah, that peanut butter. My God. Yeah, peanut butter was good. I I... Honest to God, if I had a choice between a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and a Nutty Buddy, I would pick the Nutty Buddy. See, the Nutty Buddy always seemed like the good choice because you got the most for your money. Yeah, you get more bang for your buck. And they're cheaper, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If you buy, like, the single ones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely good stuff. So I need to go back and get some of that. And it's only, like, two fifty for a pint of that stuff, so it's not real Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So um, Tales from the Estate, check them out. Check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Mm-hmm. Trivia with Buds with the one and only Ryan Buds. Uh, Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf, and of course his awesome chop shop he's got going over there. Just put up a new figure for uh, pre order this week, which is a pretty fun one. Nice. Got some options there as well. <laughs> Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot and Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Check that out as well. And then uh, me and Bane do other shows. You know, it's fake, right? With me every Monday with a special guest. And then um, it's currently on sabbatical, but I'm sure it'll be back sometime. No holds barred with Bill Benis. We'll see. We'll see. Haven't heard nothing from him, so we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) You seem excited about it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, you can check out all of Bane's music on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, some new music coming out soon. Yep, yep, very soon. And then um, still working on that second one, but it'll be out before before October. I do know that. It'll be done before October. Hey, man, it's already July. That's good. Yeah, so we're we're doing good. Very cool. And then uh, if you got a beard or know someone that's got a beard, check out OutsidersBeardCode.com. Get you some beard balm and beard oil. Make that beard look fantastic. Yes. Uh, and all of our T-shirts, you can find them over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You can also find shirts for Bane, uh, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, In the Marbles. Let's see, Boots of the Face, Tales from the Estate, um, 
so many other pe- people. I'm sorry if I missed someone. So, so many people have shirt stores there at Water Maneuvers. So check those out. And that's all I got, man. That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.